This is Vic from your friendly neighborhood show. Chew on this, a Nerd United podcast. If you like what you've been hearing, please follow us and like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. On Facebook, it's at Chew on this podcast. And on Twitter and Instagram, it's at Chew on this pod. We're active on all three social media sites. And it's not just podcast episode announcements, but it's also memes, nerd news, and any special events the show might be at. Now light some candles, pour a glass of wine, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to episode 334 of Chew on This, a Nerds United podcast. I'm BJ. Vic. All right. Well, we did episode one of Loki, so we're back to do the season finale. We thought it was going to be a series finale. Spoilers. Um, so we're back uh, to kind of briefly recap the entire season along uh, and with more concentration on the last episode. Uh, but I have boring stuff. Um but since it's a show, we're only going to do ratings. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> All right. So season one finished at 92%. Um, that's, that's that's lower than uh, WandaVision, though, right? WandaVision's Um You know <clears throat> what? I I should have had that up, but I don't. <laughs> like, I don't have I don't have those numbers. Sorry. Oh, wait. Actually, hold on. <clears throat> I don't have the sales like, WandaVision figures. was 91%. Oh. Falcon and Winter Soldier was 90%. Okay. Um, I don't know if I agree with that. I would say Winter... I mean, definitely Winter Soldier is probably the third on the list. And I definitely think that's probably more in the 80s. Uh, WandaVision, I think, should be higher because it's just so fucking different. And then Loki, I though, I think Loki, out of all three of them, I think Loki, for me, was like probably my favorite. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> okay, so let's go over the ratings of the individual seasons. We'll just briefly talk about it if we want to but i'm just gonna go through it so episode right. one <clears throat> episode one um uh was called glorious purpose and that was 97 percent. holy that crap. is also that is also the <clears throat> highest of the season it was uh, good that was a good first episode yeah um episode two the variant 94 percent. so not too far off um, and also 34 and 35 total ratings for each. Uh, episode three took a dip to 83%. That one was l- <clears throat> lamentous. Yeah. Yeah. I remember um, that one. Episode four was the Nexus event. Um, that was 87%. Okay. Um, episode five. That one uh, should be high. 92%. Okay. And the final episode, 92%. Really? As well. Yeah. I wouldn't think that the last one would have been that high. So have you I, rewatched it? I kind of. I mean, I had it in the background. I had a bunch of stuff I was doing, but I was kind of like rewatching it and listening to it. And uh, there were some things that, <clears throat> well, first of all, you said one of them dipped down to like 82%. I probably know why. 
Because those first two episodes, you were like, who the fuck is this guy chasing? Right? Right. And then when they finally caught up to the person, yeah, they were badass or whatever, but it just, I don't know if it was a letdown really. It was, it was kind of like, oh, okay, it's female Loki and now he's, and, uh, yeah, Lady Loki and he's like now getting to know her and stuff like that. And, and it, it kind of slowed that thriller part of the show down quite a bit. Um, <clears throat> I mean, they were on a planet that was in a Nexus event and they couldn't get off. So it was like kind of thrilling that way. But for the most part, it was just the two, just the two people dialogue throughout the whole thing. And it kind of, so it kind of really slowed the show down and there wasn't that cat and mouse thing going on. So I can see mm-hmm. why people kind of like went, eh, but <clears throat> I still like that episode. Um, my favorite episode though, I think is episode five when you get, when he's, with all the different variant Lokis, um, right. including the alligator, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they had to, uh, I think it was El- Alioth, Elioth or whatever that cloud monster thing was. Oh, they had, right. Yeah, she had to enchant it or whatever. So that whole thing was awesome. I thought that was great. It was such a good episode. Um, yeah. But this last one, it was very, very, this show is very dialogue heavy, super dialogue heavy. So, if you're not paying attention or you go off to do something and you're not, you don't pause the show, you're going to miss something because there's just so much going on. In that last episode, there is so much dialogue because right at the beginning, they tame that thing and they go right in there to talk to the, um, is it, what do they refer to him as he who remains? Something yeah, like that. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Which they kind of, I mean, hinted that it's King the Conqueror, or at least it's a variant of King the Conqueror, who is a time traveling, you know, person in the MCU or in the comics. Right. Um, so that whole dialogue was really kind of interesting, but at the same time, you know, I don't know. Did you expect some sort of like epic battle or like something a little more epic than just like talking for like 50 minutes? I, it's I, it's it's very reminiscent of of like Matrix Reloaded mm. when Neo right in the middle of like this giant battle <laughs> or no right in the middle of the ending is just Whoa. sitting there just talking to uh, that guy that old mm-hmm. guy right yeah but that conversation is not as well written and done as this one and and i i enjoyed it a lot um okay i liked that it didn't follow marvel's trope where the third act has to be this big grandiose thing <laughs> garbage in the air <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, right? yeah like they did that in episode 5 with the giant smoke monster basically right right like, right was, so in this one <clears throat> the stakes are so fucking high but it it almost felt like a Doctor Who episode to me. It, it, it totally did. Like just the talking and everything that was going on. And there's always like, a, sometimes there's like, like this, like a lot of the times, like a lot of the best episodes of Doctor Who is when the Doctor has to save all the universes or all the galaxies or all the time, right? Mm-hmm. And in this one, but there's always this talking involved about what to do and all this going on. And the Doctor explains his plans after it's been done. And I felt like that's what this was. And I was taken a little back from, um, 
from his performance. What was his name? Uh, Jonathan Major's performance. Yep. But like five seconds afterwards, I'm like, that's not really the Kang. Like it is a Kang, but it's not the Kang. Well, cause he does say that there are worse variants out there. Right. There's right. worse than me. Cause they were all complaining. They're like, dude, you, you've run the TVA. Like you've made all these variants like work for you. There's a bunch of people that got pruned and killed by that smoke monster. And he's just like, oh, no, 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 dude. He's like, there are way worse variants out there. Like there's way worse right. shit out there. Right. And then you're like, whoa, you know, I wonder what it is. Now he's from the 31st century, right? Like he came the from way Ken- in the, yeah. Are you talking about the comic books? I think in the original one, right? He came from like the 31st yeah. century when the multiverse first kind of like broke. And yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of weird things going on here. And like, because the, the, the Remslayer, Remslayer in the comic books is somebody that Kang falls in love with. And yeah. is basically the reason why I think he goes back in time was for her. Like, okay. so they use her here where she has no fucking clue who's in charge. And I'm not sure if that's one of the other Kangs that got pruned to go into work at the TVA. So that would like make him more pissed off. Right. right? Cause like if they, <clears throat> if they do have the, cause they're using the same names. So if it's, this is the same kind of MCU Remslayer as it is with, you know, back in the comic books, she's going to have a major role in the actual movies because of right. Kang. Yeah. Um, so that, uh, that never came to fruition in this season either. No, yeah. None of that. I mean, it's a tight six episodes. I wasn't a big fan of the train episode. Um, not, no, the train episode I liked the, wait, was that the same episode where the planet was about to blow up? L- Lamentus? I think it was. Yeah. It was just a small part of it. it yeah. Was just, that again, was... it was very dialogue heavy. That episode it was just him and her talking, you know? Um, the other issue is, and I don't know if you felt the same way, but Loki to me, was one of the better, if not the best, like Marvel villain, uh, MCU or villain characters in general. <clears throat> yeah, just loved his character. But do you feel like at some point in the show his edge got completely lost, or like he, because in the beginning of it he was Loki. He was like the Loki. I'm going to scam you. I'm going to get figure the shit right. out. I'm going to get out of here yeah. or whatever. Turn the tables on you. Kill you. Whatever. And then there's like a switch somewhere, and then toward the very end of the show, he's just a very like kind of a shell of his former self. He's not that. I mean, Sylvie's like badass at this point, and he's kind of relegated to like I, I can't fucking really do anything. I'm just along for the ride at this point. So I I don't know how you feel like because to me it just feels like his character got super. I don't even want to say dumbed down. I want to say like he he just wasn't the same character in the end, and I know it's a character arc, like you know, buildings Roman is what it's called, where you you kind of go, you know, the 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 character has like this emotional journey or whatever. Luke Skywalker, you know, all that shit. But for Loki, I always felt like like even when he's really sincere, he's still an asshole. <laughs> like, so I I don't know. Like for me, I didn't know. But you got to go back to like episode. One, I think it was when he mm-hmm. finds out the infinity stones and he finds out what his glorious purpose actually is. His glorious purpose is to be the stepping stone for other people. That's a pretty big fucking cut to your <clears throat> ego. 
Yeah. Like, and then it's proven to him. He fucking knows it. I mean, he picked up an infinity stone that is used for paperweights, right? <laughs> like, um, he, his entire world was, and when I say world, I mean his mind of who he is was completely destroyed in that first episode. Like, yeah. imagine you go through your entire life thinking <clears throat> you're supposed to be the king. Everybody's against me. And then without a doubt, with 1000% proof, somebody comes to you and says, you're not supposed to be the king. You're actually the court jester for everybody else. Right. And you can deny it all you want until they show you on screen of all the times that you've failed and everything you've been killed. Right. Like all these things were supposed to happen to you and none of it has you ending the way that you think you are. You're basically you're a pawn for the Kings. Right. That's yeah, that was up. A, that was a that was a great episode. But like immediately in the second one, he went on to, you know, still be mischievous and still escape. You know, Right. But uh, but coming Sylvie. from that, coming from that, he is he's told that he's not as good as the variant right before you find out sylvie right so he actually tracks her down somehow right he actually goes through with it proves that he's right and along the way he because of all the things that he's gone through like remember in avengers there's that one moment where thor says to loki look look let's help me fix this help me stop the invasion it's not too late. Even as they're fucking coming through and he caused all this, Thor is still giving him a way out to say, come back to the good side, right? Right. And there's that split moment in, in Loki's eyes where he's like, wow, this is fucking bad. And then it immediately goes away, right? Well, yep. as he's going through all this shit, that moment is getting stretched further and further where he's full blown like I'm telling you the truth I just now imagine what kind of hell he's going to have to go through next season knowing full well that he's got to fix this shit from the only person that he's ever actually loved ironically it's himself right. but it's Sylvie right and himself turned on himself yeah like he there's there's other than Wanda like there and you know you know I would say kind of Tony Stark there's there's not a lot of people that go through such a huge story arc mm -hmm. as Loki and Wanda. You know, like I would say Sam kind of maybe does too and also Winter Soldier. Yeah. Ironically, they're all in the TV shows. But their <laughs> their arcs are fucking phenomenal, yeah. right? Like yeah, Loki's really is Loki's was always phenomenal, but you only saw like bits and pieces of that throughout the movies like when he teams up with Thor at the end of uh Dark World or he teams up with Thor in Ragnarok, right? Or then he sacrifices himself in Endgame. You know, you see all those other you see those moments, but now you actually see him like growing. Mm. And the most gut-wrenching part was not him going back to the TVA and like being betrayed by Sylvie. It was that she put him in a different fucking multiverse yeah yeah when mobius turns around and says what is your name who are you i was like oh my god he's not in the fucking same universe, universe. that he was in yeah yeah that was fucking crazy like you get that twist with sylvie and they're not done with the twists yeah yep so spoiler alert folks we did say earlier on that there is 
I think that was the cut scene at the end was literally just saying Loki will be back for season two, which, you know, I was like, really? Like, wow. Okay. Cause yeah, because I, I, I think I think if they ended it like that and that was a series finale, I would have been like, are you fucking kidding me? Well, I thought it was setting it up for Spider-Man and, and Doctor Strange, but at the same time, I was like, yeah, they've got to do a little bit more, you know, with it this. Doesn't, it doesn't necessarily... They don't need, they set up those movies without setting them up, basically, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because he broke the fucking multiverse or broke the universe, and now there's all these different versions. Yeah. Now it sets up for multiverse of madness. Now it sets up for whatever Sony's gonna fuck up with Spider-Man 3. <laughs> right? Like, so, yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool that it wasn't like a full-blown Easter egg. The whole show was basically a setup without telling you that this shit's going to happen, that this stuff is possible yeah, now. Yeah, because I know that King the Conqueror is going to finally enter the MCU movies in Ant-Man, in the in the next Ant-Man, right? It's I, either I, Ant-Man or Doctor Strange. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, something like that. Um, I think he's supposed to appear there. So, yeah, these... Uh, so, it, it's very intricate the way they're doing this because I know they've said... You don't have to watch the shows in order to watch the movies or whatever, but that if you watch the shows, you know, you're going to get all these awesome, like, kind of filler, like, fills out the entire story. So I, I love watching these shows. Not, I mean, yeah, I think the icing on top is that they fill in the spaces in between the movies or they set up a movie and then the movie sets up a TV show. It's fucking crazy the way Marvel's doing it. Like, it's unprecedented. They've never done anything like this before, where each thing is is you know connecting to the next. It's all this connective tissue, and it's super cool, especially they're, for they're fans. Basically, they're basically running it like a comic book. I yeah, mean, that's what ends up happening. It's an like, ongoing comic book. Yeah, their their Avenger movies are basically like so in in comic books. For anybody who doesn't read them, they'll take an entire. It's kind of like it's kind of like a TV show. They'll, it's like look at the Flash. They take all season. To fucking set up the big baddie. The big baddie is teased, and then they have this like giant, like big issue at the end, and that's what this is. But now they've added these TV shows because remember when Iron Fist and all those movies uh, shows came out, we were like, well, how come how come they don't connect? Like they mention it, you know, but they don't actually connect to it. I'm like, yeah. well, what are they gonna do? And now they're taking like B characters of B characters, right? Like, cause like Iron Man was kind of a B character. Yeah. Now they're taking like Wanda, giving her her own show and then expanding on her character. So when she shows up next time on film, you're going to know everything she fucking went through. Yep. Right. The next time Bucky shows up or the next time uh, Captain America shows up, you're going to know what they went through to get there. Right. And eventually I'm, I'm guessing Loki will show up in the movies, but you're, he's going to show up and you're going to know all this shit that happened. Yeah. To him. Like, it's not going to be the same Loki because you're probably going to be yelling at the screen like, no, 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 believe him. It's not the same Loki. It's not the same Loki. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, so, and the production value on these shows oh, are, are just as good as the movies. I mean, it just. It's the same thing with like The Mandalorian. Yeah. This show was, this show was gorgeous. I mean, so cool and out there and weird. And the music was weird and the, the title sequence. I mean, all of it was just fucking, it was so awesome. So very yeah. unique, you know. Yeah, the title sequence alone, just the flashing of the Loki different ways <laughs> yeah. Loki's written is fucking awesome. Yeah. And all the weird they play yeah, around with all this music. It's but it it's works. So good. Yeah. It works. 
What was yeah. uh, what was the biggest highlight of the season for you? Um, well, my favorite again was like season, was episode five when he finally meets like a bunch of variant Lokis that were dumped, you know, on uh, that were pruned, and that just that just tickled me because they all were different. They were all super cool. You know, and the, you know the alligator cracked me up and all that stuff. And then, of course, in good in Loki fashion, he fucks it all up. <laughs> and yeah. like they all have this massive battle at the end because they're all battling for supremacy, and he just kind of like tinkle toes like out of there. <laughs> He's like, you know, what's funny is like because like all of them were betraying everybody else. Like it was just <laughs> one betrayal after, after another. After another, I just love that. Right. I was like, yep, that's exactly what would happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed that episode, but my mind immediately goes back to the early conversations of Loki and Mobius. Oh, like, the first episode is just the first phenomenal. and the second. The first and second episode. It's just the way Mobius. Anytime Mobius and Loki are on the screen at the same time, I fucking love it. Yeah, like just their chemistry and the banter that goes back and forth between them. Like when they hugged, I was like, oh man, they're like best friends. <laughs> now you know what I mean, like because Mobius really doesn't have any friends. No, and neither and neither did Loki. And now, like because of you know the TVA com- being complete bullshit, right? Like you get the, these two. Like who would ever thought that a, like basically a federal agent, you know, befriend <laughs> his best friend is the one of the worst people in the universe, right? I did like his. I did like his arc very much. Mobius was such a great uh, add-on to the show um, and to the MCU. He was great. He was. You're you're kind of, you know, he's the company man and he's doing what he's supposed to do. But at the same time, he's got a little twist. He's basically Qui Gon. He's like, yeah, I'm a Jedi, but I'm not yeah. fully on board with this shit. Like, I, right. I'm going to do things the way I'm going to do it. But he's and, so good at his job too. Oh yeah, I mean, but. Definitely him not pruning Loki right away. That set a lot of shit in motion. Cause like, if he would have just pruned him right away, the, the show would just be over, you know? Right, of course. Um, but Dude, I so love the way it went. Did you, I got a bigger shock. Like, I was more sad when Mobius got pruned than I was Loki. Yes. When because Mobius when they got pruned, pruned Loki, that shocked me. When yeah. they pruned, when they pruned Loki, I was like, oh. Well, maybe Mobius is still alive then, because the show's yeah. called fucking Loki. So exactly. I knew that wasn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I was more shocked and sad. Like my, I remember gasping like crazy when Mobius got pruned. I was so fucking sad because I love Mobius. It was like shocking. he's one of my favorite yeah. things out of all the shows. Is him. yeah, yeah. And Owen Wilson plays him really. He's not. Truly Owen Wilson. I mean, there's some Owen Wilson-ish type things that he does, but he really kind of, kind of reeled that in and, and made a really good, solid character. And, right. uh, yeah, he was definitely my favorite thing, um, in that show. And then I did like the judge and I did like the other security officer lady. They were pretty cool. Um, they had more stuff. The security officer had more stuff to do. Like she was one of the first people to believe Loki. Like, oh shit, we're, this is fucked up. Like we're all variants, you know? Um, and then, you know, the timekeeper, (laughs) the whole timekeeper thing was, was pretty cool. Um, but we kind of suspected that we're like, I don't think the timekeepers really exist. This is not, you know, and then they were just like robots. Well, in, in Um, the, 
in the MCU, they're actual. I'm not. I'm sorry, not the MCU. In the comic books, they yeah. they are real. They things. are real. They are yeah. real beings. Yeah. Um. But like it's like always like the MCU plays loose with the story and takes what they need to move it along. Right. So that's that's always a good thing too. It's like well, always knowing the story in the background and seeing how they alter it. I just hope it's not a like a Mandarin type situation where they bait and switch, but like maybe the timekeepers are still out there. We just we haven't met them yet. But um it was uh it was that was a pretty cool episode because I they were I don't know, that the show does this thing where it where it starts off like a slow burn but it kinda ramps up. It just ramps up ramp like all five episodes, six episodes. And the timekeeper one I want to say was like episode four. So when that all happened in episode four, I was like, holy shit, there's still two episodes left. Like, so this wasn't the, there is no timekeeper. These aren't the people that were running this thing. So we still haven't met the big guy yet, you know? And so it like, I just liked how the show, you know, kind of, I don't know. I liked the pacing of the show. And, um, and then it left you with that fifth episode to kind of have a little bit of fun with the Lokis and, and on that, on that variant planet. And then the sixth episode is just straight up like Kill Bill 2. It's just all dialogue. <laughs> like we already saw the Kill Bill 1 fighting. <laughs> right. Now we're Kill right. Bill 2. And we're going to just talk the shit out of this. Um, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, you know, I, I'm dumbing it down. Even the dialogue is, is amazing. You, you, there's not a lot of shows out there where it was all dialogue driven where you're like, Oh God, please be a fight sequence. It's fucking, it's interesting and, and unique and, and, uh, and I didn't mind it. I wanted more of it. I'm like, oh shit, talk to this guy more. I want to know more about what's going right. on, you know. And uh, but the shocking thing at the end is that he, I mean, because Sylvie's like bent on just killing everybody that fucked with her life. So he gives her what is that ultimatum? Like you can, what was the ultimatum? Like you can kill me, and everything will come unraveling and crashing down, right. or you can you take over. You take it's over. And my place the, right and you and you basically save the keep the ruse keep the, going yeah. yeah and you keep the universe intact and you don't let something worse out right it's it's almost like if you're doing a star trek thing it's like the the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few yeah and and he's that very and he kind of i don't know is hinting that he's a version of kang that like cares like there's versions of Kang out there that are fuck like they just want to destroy everything. <laughs> right, you know? right. Like they he, want to see the world burn. I mean, he's <laughs> essentially like again, he's like Doctor Who that survived the war but with the dialect, uh, the, the uh, right, the Dalek, the Daleks, Dalek, 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 Yeah, those robot things. Yeah, yeah, and uh, he survives it, and he like knows, you know, what will happen if if the multiverse comes out basically or or you know happens yeah and so now i don't know how they're gonna because when you look at the you know in the tva when you saw all those branches going off i don't know how they're going to reel in all the different kangs because like apparently this is going to set up set off a war he said right with all the multiverses going after each other and if you saw the screen you know there's like thousands of Kangs yeah. coming out now. So I yeah. don't know how they're going to reel that in. Yeah, I don't know. It has to be a Doctor Strange thing. And I hope they don't like solve it in one episode, in one movie. <laughs> like I, right, right. I hope they kind of let this go a little bit. And so 
because when you're playing with multiverses, you can bring you can bring Tony Stark back, you can bring Captain America back, but they're different versions. You know, it's like um, I, I'm sure MCU would do it better, but I remember watching Star Trek Generations, and you had Picard and Kirk fighting together to you know against this guy who was going to like destroy everything. And, right, uh, right. It was, I mean, it was cool, but at the same time, it was really awkward. So I think the MCU could do it a lot better, like really a lot better. And how emotional would it be when it's like, well, yeah, you know, your your character here on Earth fucking died, you know, uh, or whatever. I mean, it was kind of like how the Spider-Verse did it, that, that movie did it, where Spider-Man died, and you're like, holy shit, you know. Um, so... There's so many things when you open up a multiverse. There's so many options and things that you can do that will um, that you could do for a long ass time. So I don't know how long they want this phase to go. I guess another ten years. Shit, I don't know. Right. Um, but they could with all the different stories they got going. But I mean, there's still characters that they want to introduce. I mean, there's like a rumor out there that Submariner, 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 Submariner Mariner. has has been cast. You know, mm-hmm. and he might show up in Wakanda, you know, movie or something like that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's still like a ton of MCU characters we haven't even seen yet. Uh, yeah, that they might they might introduce. All right. So, what so, are you thinking for diversity rating? Um, oh, let me think for a second. I think there was. I don't know. What do you think? Plethora light. I think there was a plethora of people. No, I, I'm mm, you more Jan Brady. Yeah, I would say it's Jan Brady Plus, I would say. Jan Brady Plus, okay. Yeah, yeah. I can agree um, with that. I'm going to give the show, I'm going to give it four and a half, not quite five, but I'm going to give it four and a half uh, chainsaws for me. Okay. Um, And only yeah. because, I don't know, like, I, I don't want to say the last episode is a letdown. It's not. It's, it's really great. But at the same time, it kind of was. Because... They really ramp things up. They just ramp things up, and then you get to that ending, and you're like, oh, like, okay. They're, this episode is to set up all the shit. I get it. Right. You know, and then they did tease that there's going to be a season two. So maybe I'll be excited once season two ends, <laughs> and it'll be a finale or something of some kind. Right. And then I'm, I'll have a better, you know, because I feel like this isn't a season yet. Like, I feel like they do another six episodes, then that will be all 12 episodes will be one season. You know what I mean? So like, I feel like this is like half a season. So right. I'm going to give it four and a half. Um, I'm going to give it four and a half. Um, lightsabers. I really enjoyed it. Um, I don't really have too much to complain about other than that, that one episode, which is probably why I took away half. Um, but it's, it's one of my, it's probably my favorite show out of all of them. Yeah. Um, mine too. So, yeah. Mine too, definitely. Awesome. All right, folks. Well, we have some, hopefully, some goodies uh, coming up. We'll, we'll see. Um, movie season is, is in, you know, full gear. So, you know, we've, I don't know, we've got some movies coming up, probably streaming wise and on and uh, in the theater that we're going to be doing. Hopefully, so we'll just keep this, this ball rolling. Um, all right. Well, that was episode 334 of Chew on This, a Nerd United podcast. I'm BJ. Till next time, folks, chew on that. Later.